0: Welcome back to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer, Brandon Jones, and myself, Dan Strafford. And on this week's episode, we're going to take a look at some recent news around teachers. Uh, teacher strikes that are planned for 2019. Teachers quitting at the highest rate since that stat has been tracked back in 2001. And more data around uh, current state of teaching in America. As always, want to bring in Brandon. Mike, Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm, I, will, uh, I will warn our listeners up front. I've got,
1: I've got some... Uh strongly held beliefs uh, on, uh, on teachers, um, and uh, maybe on uh, some of the subject as well. I've told uh, folks before, I'm the, the son of two teachers, um, and uh, yeah,
0: so, so uh, I'm excited to, to get into this topic not only the son, but you also have other relatives who are teachers and administrators, right, who- uh, I, I do, um, absolutely. I've got uh,
1: very, lots of close family members who are, uh, as you said, teachers and administrators. I, I went to, to K-12 uh, education, um, so I had uh, multiple teachers uh, really every year for, for lots of, uh, of my life. So, uh, so yeah, lots of, I, I've been a Kaplan teacher, so, like, so much teachers, uh, so much thoughts. Uh, can't wait to share them. And we'll get to that momentarily, Mike. How are you doing? I'm um,
2: I'm doing well. I, I also uh, maybe not quite as heavily steeped in uh, the the teaching brew as uh, as my colleague Brandon, but uh, but uh, yeah, my dad taught uh, taught taught at the university and at high school, and uh, you know, and I did a bunch of uh, the Kaplan tours of duty as well. And um, yeah, I'm I may not be able to spit as much fire as Brandon, uh, this show, but I do have a few, uh, a few takes, uh, that I'm hoping to get out there, uh, as well. So, uh, I think it should be a fun conversation.
0: That is great. Now I will full disclosure. I uh, have no teachers in my family other than uh, cousins who are my age. So I didn't grow up with teachers in my household or, or uh, from distant family. I have a lot of friends who became teachers uh, back in my hometown. Uh, So uh, full disclosure there. Uh, I have never taught myself. I I mean, I've taught people things, but I've never taught a class or or had to teach myself. So uh, a different perspective there from, from me, but Brandon, it's a lot going on right now. Right. So we have uh, the article that came out from Wall Street Journal doing some research that uh, that teachers are quitting at the highest rate uh, since that stat was tracked since 2001. Now, I will point out that it's still less than the, the you know, Joe public or, or people in, in other job areas. It's still less than that, but it's a higher rate than we've seen before. And we see these strike uh, articles coming out, L.A., Oakland. Uh, Virginia. There's a lot going on to start 2019 with teachers. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you think this conversation begins? And uh, obviously one that will continue throughout the year. I don't think we're going to cover it off here in, in entirety, but where do you want to start the conversation?
1: Yeah, I guess maybe we'll start with uh, the teacher, uh, America losing its teachers at a record rate. Um, so that's one of the articles um, that we'll, uh, we'll share out. So um, as you said, so during the first 10 months of, the year, um, the we lost teachers, and it's not just teachers; it's public educators. So, teachers, right. community college faculty members, school psychologists, etc., um, quitting their their jobs at a rate of eighty three per ten thousand. Um, it's uh, which is nearly double the low water mark, which is two thousand nine of forty eight per ten thousand. So that that's a that's a big number, and I think that the, the article goes into, it and we can talk a little bit about why. Um, as you said, though, you, you called it Joe Q Public, which uh, uh, that's that's. Uh, I'm not sure all of our listeners would have who uh, would have picked up that that just meant your everyman woman. Um, yeah, yeah. There's
2: also there's also Jane Jane uh, S Public. Jane right? S I Public. Mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, but your so average roles, apparently, according to the same. The same article: um, American workers leave their positions at a rate of 231 per 10,000. So, you know, even this high water mark for teachers is still a third of the you know the average uh, leave rate. Um, so, I guess that's a big deal. I mean, certainly when teachers leave uh, school, it's disruptive. I mean, the teachers. Uh, you know, one of the things that we have from our own statistics is that the thing that most strongly correlates. To performance is experience, um, and that doesn't mean tenure necessarily. You can have a lot of experiences in a shorter time, and obviously there's some um, you know some things baked into that numbers because people who are either less interested or less good will attrit out of the system faster. And so you know these aren't in in our world here at Kaplan these aren't uh, you know tenured positions or or you know uh, um, union contract negotiated positions where. Uh, poor performers can just stay. So, so there's there's some some of that in those numbers. But I, I think that when you have more and and more tenured or or people who would have otherwise become more tenured, people leaving that's a that's a problem. How big of a problem of is is it? Um, I think it's it's a little hard to say. And I think it's important to keep in mind that that number that as as high as that high water mark is, it's still only a third of the
0: average uh, for American workers, I think is pretty important. And I I had a thought here, Mike, and I don't want to put us down a a specific road, but wanted to get your take on whether or not you thought it was in line here. We've talked a lot about the gig economy. We've talked a lot about freelancing and the idea of people having multiple jobs. The teaching path uh, has long been one that has been where you work. You, You become a teacher and you're a teacher for life. Do you think there's any influence here of uh, a younger generation, millennials, Gen Zers, who maybe are still in that mode of gig economy, you know, seeking out what's best for them. And uh, maybe those numbers will stay higher because of that. Younger workers moving on to another career or, or on to something else. Whereas maybe older generations would have stuck in this path for their 25 to 30 years.
2: Yeah, that was right. uh where i was heading with one of my takes i think is uh is really the 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 whole notion of uh of, of civic service uh and how teaching in some ways is one way to uh to to engage and how um rather than view it as a a lifetime career where all you will do for the next 30 years is teach um i like the idea of um spending maybe five or ten years teaching and then going into the the corporate world or uh, maybe trying to do a, something entrepreneurial and then coming back to it uh, and i also like the the other idea which is you know starting in a more professional uh career path like maybe a more corporate uh kind of like what teach for America teach for america does but could it be more throughout your life um it's tricky for a number of reasons but um But I do, I think many of us have toyed with the idea of teaching high school or, uh, you know, teaching elementary school or just, you know, giving back uh, through the teaching dynamic. You know, Dan, even the way you were talking about it at the open, it sounded like there's some openness to to getting out there and trying it. Um, But it's sort of, it's treated almost as though you either make the decision when you're an undergrad to become a teacher or you don't. And if you don't, you're not going to be a teacher, which is why we need to, keep the teachers we have, um, that model may be outdated to your point, Dan, and it, it may be better to figure out how do you tap into, you know, uh, two to five year tour of duty. Uh, Brandon's point about, you know, experience being really important, I think is critical. So you, you want to figure out who's going to be on a lifetime path as a teacher and like they're sort of the core of uh, of sort of your, your team. But, um, but the idea that more people could be tapping into uh, their, their sort of educator selves, and uh, and then that that might not be a lifetime commitment. It might be something you're in and out of. It's less um, more more semi permeable uh, membrane. There, um, I think is is an interesting way to think about it.
0: It's a discussion definitely worth having. And I think there are, you're seeing more and more, Brandon, alternate pathways to becoming a teacher. It used to be that you need to go study education, pass your tests, and then become a teacher. You're seeing a lot of you know uh, ways that substitute teachers can pass their uh, exams and become a teacher. Or even, uh, as Mike's saying, someone who's had the experience in the corporate world or the private you know uh, business world and come in and, and pass an exam and become a teacher. Do you see that experience as... Satisfactory, or do you think you need the experience of being a teacher uh, to really help benefit the students who are in the classroom?
1: Yeah, I think I'm probably underqualified to answer that question. Honestly, sure. um, I mean, I, I I don't think that there is only one track that you can follow to become qualified in most things. Like, I think um, you know, medicine—you probably want to go to medical school before you start, you know, getting hands-on with patients. But um, I think there's there's some art as long as, as well as some science, and there is some science in in teaching, and so I, I would I would embrace um, you know uh, uh, especially in a world where we need more teachers, I would embrace a broader funnel that brings people into the teaching ranks. Um, specifically, what one needs to do to be you know sort of um, uh, in nursing, they use a language like safe and effective, right? You, there's a test that determines if someone's going to be a safe and effective nurse. Uh, determining what would make one a safe and effective teacher, I, I think, is an important question to answer that I can't. Um, but, uh, but I would, uh, again, uh, support, encourage, endorse, embrace a, a broadening of our thinking and then uh, a widening of the funnel of where we're getting teachers from.
0: A broad conversation around why teachers are leaving. I think, Mike, you hit on some of it of that sort of uh, gig economy and and where they may go next. But also, uh, obviously, Brandon, throughout the country, we have uh, articles around teacher pay and teacher pensions and vacation time and uh, how much they have to uh, pay themselves into the classroom. Um, How much are they uh, using their own funds to buy crayons and markers in elementary school and tissues and dry erase markers and and folders and whatever it may be uh, each and every day. We see already on the horizon, uh, Los Angeles has hired substitute teachers to fill in for teachers who are planning strikes later this month. Uh, Oakland, uh, the same. You have uh, Virginia uh, may have a statewide walkout sometime soon. Uh, I don't know that I'm prepared to dive into a union discussion per se, um, but I do think that is a large part of a representation of the, the teacher union throughout the country. Uh, that's a lot for people to deal with. And, and I think we can talk about the student impact separately from the teacher impact, but I wanna take the the teacher impact first. So these strikes are seemingly happening soon, uh, especially in LA, there are a few articles out about it. Uh, There are charter school implications, there are public school implications, there's a lot moving around here. From your experience, from your family, uh, can you give some context around the articles we've read and and what's what's being discussed and what needs to be understood about what's happening with, with these potential strikes?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll share my perspective, and um, you know, I, I would disclaim uh, this as saying like I, I don't have. I think a lot of these things are really thorny, and right. there's um, really good rationale on both sides, um, and you know, in, unless you are an expert, one is an expert, and I am not. I think it's it's uh, it's tricky to get into the specific details of any of these particular teacher union. Um, uh, you know, administration district negotiations. Um, so, you know, both my parents were were English teachers. My, my father was the the president of the uh, teacher union um, in his school um, and then ended up on the other side of it actually later as an administrator. So I, I got interesting perspective on both sides. My mom stri- uh, was part of a strike. Um, and so what I felt was as her, her child it was disruptive to my family so like the I think folks should think about striking teachers um, remember that those teachers have families around them and you know seeing mom go to strike instead of go to work mom or dad or, or whomever like that that's real and so um, I, I don't think most people who are striking are doing so um, you know uh, on a whim or without without consideration or or without implication for their at least nuclear family um, So there's there's like you they gotta you gotta believe it. Uh, that's a that's a real that's a real thing. That's having real impact um, That said, I think that the interest of unions can be parochial to the constituents and not to the the school not not to the, um, the student body and um, that's hard, and you know i I think I said on this show before, I know when my father was a superintendent of schools, he was trying to you know build in some professional development um, for his teachers and you know as again, just an example uh, he couldn't require them to read a book without compensating them, and you know these are educators who in theory. You know, should be trying to stay abreast of the the most recent trends in education. You couldn't assign them a podcast to listen to either, because this is before podcasts were were invented. Uh, Get titular right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, But uh, it's it's you know it's it's hard, uh, and I, I think. Uh, certainly, the, the factors that are informing some of the demands are the economy is good and, and, you know, so I think average teacher wages have increased less than average U.S. wages. Uh, that's not true by district, but it's, it's, you know, it's not true for every sector and the, the public, but um, that, is, uh, that is a motivating factor. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned charter schools. That's like a whole new dimension that is, I mean, it's not brand new, but it's, it's some of these negotiations, negotiations, like newly informative. Um, it's hard. Uh, so I guess I would say the, in summation, these strikes will probably happen. We we saw them happen in 2018. I think there's likely going to be more in 2019. They will be impactful to those schools. They'll be impactful to those students. They'll be impactful to the families of those teachers who are striking. And I think we should think it's in our public interest to help uh, as we can, you know, help those sides come to negotiated agreement uh, because uh, those, those kids, like they're there in those schools either learning or not or not in those schools if they're not open. Um, I think we got to keep our interests squarely focused on them too.
0: Mike, any thoughts here around the country? I think maybe from a lens of learning from this, we have a tendency, and this is my own opinion, to disclaim like Brandon did, um, that we have a tendency to, to look maybe too high level. To Brandon's point, like each district is different. Each story is different here of what they're negotiating and why they're negotiating how long they've been negotiating. I think in Oakland, it's been two years of negotiations. In LA, it's been around the same. Virginia, maybe a little shorter. But any thoughts around sort of the, this process and what we can learn and how, to Brandon's point, we can support or at least help push forward the discussion in a uh, maybe more local sense uh, around what's going on with teacher and teacher pay?
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, it ties to uh, some of the activism and uh, civic engagement we've talked about on the show a little bit as well, where like, um, I I think it was either Oklahoma or West Virginia, where I saw the the kids were walking out, uh, you know, they were marching with the teachers, you know? So like the idea that, at least on a local level, if you could understand uh, the needs of your local educators and then figure out which, you know, why are they striking, and if they are actually, uh, you know, resorting to different aspects of collective action, um, is that something you support or not? So it is really a, it's a, it's an, it's an introspective moment for a parent, uh, and it's a, it's a teaching moment for a kid where like you're 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 trying to educate them on what's actually happening here and then uh hopefully build in them a sense of uh responsibility to understand what's there and uh to actually take action when um you feel the cause is just and you actually want to 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 really advocate for your teachers um, another quick point too is like uh I am struck by how um where professions that are so mission-oriented like education um, present opportunities for uh, employers to take advantage of that mission-based orientation on the other side so like when you have people who really you know they know in their heart that they are teachers they are educators they really want to help these kids learn um, they're they're willing to forego better pay opportunities they're willing to, to forgo personal uh, advancement and comfort in their lives to give back. Um, frequently that allows uh, for lower wages and it allows for less full support. Um, and, and, and I think that's, that's problematic. So like to, to Brandon's point, like what can we do to uh, really build a better safety net for our educators so that they do feel supported um, f- from the administration, from their union, but I think probably more importantly from the community, which includes the parents, uh, of the kids that they're teaching, um, what can we do to, you know, thank our educators for their service, uh, every year, every, every day, really, uh, in some ways it's, it's, a, it's, it's, among the most noble professions that are out there. And, uh, I don't know if we do a good enough job as a society, um, signaling that. And, uh, and really encouraging more people to, to pursue this path.
0: It definitely has become a very political discussion around teachers and these negotiations, and you get a lot of rhetoric, uh, kind of where I was going before about sort of the national coverage on these local issues. You get these high-level discussions that don't necessarily get the nuance of it all. Um, so if you're interested, uh, I'll share some of the articles out from the LA Times, uh, from one of the uh, Oakland newspapers, and one from Virginia, so you can get a better sense of what's happening on the ground there uh, and what really is at stake and what they're discussing. Brandon, any you know high-level discussion points here that we need to cover off on? from your point of view about the, the state of teaching in 2019 we've talked about it a couple of times we had one of our first episodes was about you know teachers you know we love teachers and you know, teachers are important um any high level thought processes here whether from personal experience or from your professional experience around where teaching is in 2019 and what might be next uh as we discuss through strikes and and quit rates and and the like
1: yeah, I think I would just remind our listeners, I, I, I think teaching in 2019 is probably harder than it's ever been, right? In terms of uh, technology enables um, teachers to do really cool things, but it's also technology in the classroom and like in the hands of smartphones and with uh, in the hand, smartphones in the hands of kids introduces all sorts of class, you know, discipline uh, issues. There's cyber bullying stuff that you as a teacher get brought into there's violence in schools. That's, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, maybe not the highest rate ever, but is, is, uh, too high and dealing with things like school lockdowns or, or practice drills for school lockdowns. Like that's, that's a real issue. Uh, teach It's not, it's not easy. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's maybe simple in a, in a way like, you know what you have to do, but, uh, it's not easy. And so, um, I, I guess I would just, um, have some sympathy for those folks who find themselves really trying to do the, the really important work of educating our future leaders, um, of the future generation, uh, of, uh, in our country, Americans or people around the world. Um, that's, that's hard work. And, uh, and again, I think that, uh, the interests of, of any, uh, any party in any of these negotiations is hard to understand from a distance. And, um, uh, and it is, as you said, it becomes very politicized. You know, teacher unions are a very powerful force, and they're on one side of the aisle. And so, I think when you're trying to have a clickbaity headline about any of this, uh, it uh, it dehumanizes the humans on both sides of the negotiating table. And so, I guess I would just say, remember how hard it is, and uh, and if you care to have an opinion take a little bit of time to get under the hood and understand what the, you know, what the drivers are in that particular negotiation. Um, you you may learn some interesting things.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we've talked at times on this uh, podcast about uh, the whole child, teaching the whole child. It's been a, obviously a, uh, something that's grown over the past few years, going to grow more. Brandon pointed out cyberbullying. Just all the things that go into what teachers do each and every day for our children uh, has been something I've learned and something I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to uh, have an open mind to uh, as my daughters go into public school uh, each and every day. And we talked a bit with uh, Broer Mike, about the whole teacher educating the whole teacher, the professional development of it all. And so there are ways for people, companies like a CZI, um, and, and the, the neuro teach, uh, to help this process as well. Right. There's ways for other things to feed into teachers being taken care of self-care, um, you know, SEL, all those things, but there are ways that's happening uh, outside of teacher negotiations.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it comes down to, to empathy and, um, uh, just letting people know that 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 they're valued and supported. Uh, in particular, um, and I've said this multiple times, like understanding how isolating it can be to be a teacher, right. even though they're connecting to their students. Like part of why I think people are drawn to that is like, it's my classroom, I'm in charge, which is great. But then lots of times you're just left to your own devices and you have competing demands coming at you from all different directions. Um, I just think trying to spend a little bit of time thinking about what it must be like to be uh, a teacher today um, without being overly melodramatic about it. You know, like I think they're, they, they still bring joy, humor. They love what they're doing. They get fulfillment out of it. So it's not, it's not uh, you know, the salt mines. But, uh, but I think frequently it is, it is hard. And I think just knowing that people who are not in your field understand or at least have some sense of the challenges that you're facing, I think can go a long way. It can even help with negotiations, frankly. Frequently you just have to find some kind of common ground, some kind of common understanding, which comes from listening and, and, and coming from a place of uh, empathy and kindness. So, um, so yeah, hopefully um, we'll continue to show that we, we value teachers on this show. Uh, we understand some of their needs and we'd love to hear more from them um, and, uh, and obviously this is a story we're going to continue to track, uh, cause this is, uh, about as important a job as there is. And, uh, it's obviously, uh, presented with some challenges these days.
0: One to track indeed. One we'll come back to later on this year. We will have our uh, predictions episode coming up soon, uh, for 2019 may hear a little bit about teachers in that episode. Uh, plenty to cover on this topic, and we'll be sure to uh, stay as close to it as we can here on Trending in Education. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook. You can find us at Trending in As we asked uh, at the end of 2018, if there are topics you want us to cover, feel free to reach out and let us know. With that said, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new Trending in Education.